0: Welcome to OK Video, coming to you from Calgary, Alberta. We do pineapple on pizza up in these parts, and that's fine. I support it. However, the other day I went in search of a pepperoni pizza near my home, so both my wife and I could enjoy it. And I, it was right there on the menu, so I ordered it without any thought. When I returned home, I flipped open the box and surprise, pineapple all over that thing. Uh, I then realized the menu actually did say ham and pineapple underneath. Pepperoni. Like it said pepperoni and then in different font under it it said ham pineapple. I was like, oh, that's a different pizza they're telling me about underneath that. That's of no concern of mine. This is enough said situation. Uh but now I know differently. My name is Nathan Rohr and I'm joined as always by Ryan McCullough.
1: Hey there, Ryan here. Is Brittany not a pineapple on pizza? Brittany
0: does not want fruit on her pizza at all. So this this went badly. Most of mine, my... uh, and we had to go buy more pizza from another place. Where was this lo- from? place? I ask this uh, well, I don't want to give away my address, basically, but it's a place right across the street that has various cuisines. <laughs> okay. Um, they have Ethiopian food. They got tacos, gotcha, gotcha. burritos. You know, they just go for their specialty is pizza. I I kind of liked the pizza, but it was such a strange because it was like pepperoni meat in it but then just pineapple on it too Uh, which isn't what that means you know (laughs) so I was kind of thrown but it's like next time I have to say like hey pepperoni pizza hold the pineapple which isn't that's nonsense it's not what it is it's a Hawaiian Uh, so most
1: of my life I'd say 30 plus years of my life I didn't care for pineapple on pizza then in my early 30s I started having like stomach issues with like my gallbladder and salted meats, salted cured meats became harder for me to eat during those years. But I love pizza. So I was like, well, I'll have vegetarian pizza. That's fine. I'll eat vegetarian pizza. But sometimes you don't want just vegetarian pizza. So I was at a friend's house and he got Hawaiian. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to have a couple of places of Hawaiian. I love it. I love Hawaiian pizza now.
0: I think I really like how the sweetness and the cheese talk to each other or whatever. I think it's a good combo. I know Italy is freaking out right now, but whatever, you know? Well, no, here's the thing. Pizza doesn't belong to Italy anymore. Because they have, like, three pizzas. We have, like, the
1: world has taken over pizza from them. Because, like, there's so many different styles. And something that's so... Yeah,
0: regional variations.
1: Yeah. Something that's so deeply Canadian is Hawaiian pizza. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it. We haven't been to Hawaii. <laughs> like I don't know.
1: But it is. It's a Canadian yeah. invention, huh? You knew this?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That somehow makes sense. I guess you could get pineapple in a can for many years now. <laughs> so easy to do. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But I just and I mean and the and the to be fair, the name makes sense too, right? There's pigs and pineapples and Hawaii. Oh, it's like a
0: luau. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's,
1: there's something about it. I can't have it all the time. I often like i i I I mean i wasn't
0: trying to get it this most recent time it was just kind of like hey there you go instead it's like here's the thing though most
1: of my life i was always okay with hawaiian pizza because pineapples like chunks are like some of the easiest things to take off a pizza Oh like, it's thick. Yeah.
0: I th- I think it it sort of the sugars have gone in there a little bit though. You are right. You know. You're definitely right. You're not so... you're not
1: you're not getting as much as biting into a pineapple. But you're right. There's definitely residue that it has. The
0: go- the ghost of that pineapple is still present so in the Brittany, cheese and the sauce. What was
1: what was your solution for the night? We
0: we went to little Caesars and bought other stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like it, it was like all right, it's supper time. Oh no, I have failed uh okay i'm gonna go wash my hair and then i went out and bought more stuff for Brittany. okay uh which was fine that was a painless process actually she she chose what she wanted on the app and then i walked in and said a thing and a guy was just like here you go and i was there for 10 seconds have you had their deep fried
1: -fried pizza like their not the deep fried the deep dish pizza
0: i've had deep dish from there i've i've in my earlier times i've done the pretzel crust but i really shouldn't do that anymore uh, sure my yeah, sodium that's stuff. <laughs> it's salted like, hey, pretzel crust. Put some more sodium on it for me. Just crust it with Here's sodium. the salted
1: buttered pretzel crust, nathan um, uh, yeah. The deep dish I I don't know. One time I had it, my friend got it and I was like this is kind of great like this melted cheese crust thing that they had. And the next time I went, I swear someone just made a square pizza and it wasn't deep. <laughs> it was just pizza dough. Like it was just breaded. Yeah. And I was just like, what the hell is this? But I was like driving through. It was like I was on a road trip. So I was like, you know what? I really want a deep dish pizza right now. There's a little Caesars. I'll go get it. And it was just like a square pizza. And it was disgusting. And I was so like They
0: changed the format to just be square pizza and save money or something. Something. And they didn't deep fry it or deep deep dish it i loved it on tv i never got it i love the batman shaped pizza they had for the robert pattinson <laughs> yeah. movie i was yeah. like that is some great dumb stuff right there wow uh but yeah. i did not i didn't track it down
1: i haven't had little caesars though probably in in like five or six years i just
0: they're they're not very good but, but that's they're the thing it's present, like present so you know how you people know?
1: you know how the, the saying goes that like even bad pizza is still good pizza like type of thing people eh, it's are like still pizza yeah it's yeah. still pizza i am of the opinion that no like little caesar's is like that's the that's the bottom of the barrel like that's like
0: no for me little caesar's is still on the chart it's just low on the list you know the, the two pizzas I've had that are just like, you have made garbage and tried to trick me into thinking it's pizza, was that Montana's Pizza Hut we went to, where we just threw away the leftovers, because it's like, I don't know what they did, but this is more grease than pizza, like we gotta <laughs> I know. get out of here. To
1: be fair, Pizza Hut in the States is, I don't. it's not anymore, they changed, but there was a time, I even brought you there. There was a there.
0: dark time there.
1: I, when we went to Montana, I even was like, Nathan, we should go to Pizza Hut. And I should show you how terrible this is. And you're just like, yeah, let's do it. And then we went oh, to Oh, come
0: it. on. It's pizza. It's got to be fine. I love Pizza Hut. But yeah, and like, you, no, to be very you got business. like the worst version because you got
1: cheeseburger pizza, which is just like the heavy, because it had cheddar on it with the mozzarella.
0: It's really heavy pizza. It was no good. And the other one was like a 7-Eleven in like Kent, Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. 7-Eleven. just picked up a pizza. Yeah. yeah. 7 Eleven's down there too. Same thing. Like I ate some of it, and then like the leftovers were just like, you know what? This isn't going inside me. I'm just gonna throw this in the garbage. But I think uh, the
1: so. the thing I discovered about Little Caesars is like, I would much rather pay the few dollars more to go somewhere else. Like there's like it's just not ever like a, the appealing the appeal factor is not there.
0: I mean this was literally our second choice pizza that day but it was it was an emergency measure you know for this bizarre cultural misunderstanding as to what So yeah just to be clear this
1: on their menu it was like this is our pepperoni pizza and then underneath it it said it was like with pineapples
0: it's hard yeah it's like pepperoni and bold and then in like italics underneath it it just says ham and pineapple and it's like clearly this is telling me about two different pizzas okay. is how i interpreted it yeah. uh and then i just said pepperoni pizza please and the only confusion was like i would like the 18 inch and they're like oh we don't do that anymore it's 16 okay. inches the biggest yeah and it's like okay great and then i waited for like half an hour <laughs> in the place <laughs> got my pizza and then i was like no this is wrong but i i was gonna eat it at that point i was hungry yeah, yeah, yeah. so and did you yeah. enjoy it you enjoyed it and, and i don't think there's any like recourse for that because it literally says that's what it is i just like went no 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 that makes no sense the, this is but like this but is a lie. if you walk
1: up to and you say hey i would like the pepperoni pizza in my mind that's like a preset pizza in,
0: i know but in their minds it means i oh, asked yes, the hawaiian i don't know why i, the hawaiian I don't know why
1: with pepperoni because there was there was still pepperoni yes. you said in yours right
0: yeah, underneath the cheese and stuff. Yeah, yeah which is like wait—that looks like not a, a red sausage thing. That's not a
1: Hawaiian pizza to me, though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it wasn't a...
0: ham chunks either. It was—it was a strange combination they—they've <laughs> invented. Okay. okay. So yeah, there's
1: a uh, there's a few pizza places in our in our city that I I quite like. Have you ever done? <laughs> there's a Detroit uh, style deep dish. There's two of them in Calgary. We didn't do one because it's the pizza without papers guy who is like yeah the,
0: i was about to say like if it's pow pizza or whatever like it's like oh that guy sucks yeah so, no, so that's why we did supporting do. him there's other one over yeah.
1: north mountain northwest that we did do and i thought it was okay i still like deep like chicago style better
0: I I kind of like Detroit style. Like I tried doing it at home. It's like big cubes of cheese, and you're trying to caramelize it on the edges, and then the sauce is on top. Yes. Which is weird, but I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm up for trying trying a place that isn't you know funding right wing insane conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories. So this this uh, that place is Doolin. on North
1: Mount over by Brentwood Mall. Um, we just got a new place a New York style in our community called uh sinatra's and we had it and it was pretty good actually it was really good um but there's also the little pizza like the pizza project at little tavern which is near us and i hear people crave about that one um have you heard of the the one the big one is up in the north up in huntington hills where people have like the big slices of doner pizza it's called senora's or something
0: Signora's is well regarded. I think when I worked at the airport, occasionally they would get senoras for their like uh cargo lux team or whatever. Yeah. And I think I got a slice like once, and it seemed fine. It seemed fine. Yeah, like I the big uh, thing I is people
1: get had the, a whole pie. Yeah, people get the donair slice though because they it's, uh, they're mainly a donair a place that does pizza, but they're like donair okay. slice. You get the doner sauce and you dip it and all that stuff, and people love it type of thing. So okay. But it's not pizza in my mind. There, like, there
0: was a place across the street that proudly, like, my criteria was this has to be walking distance pizza. Yes. And there was a place called Pizza and Donair, and I was like, great, you won the contest. I'm going to walk in here and get a pizza. And I walked up and asked for a pizza, and they're like, oh, we don't do pizza anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you should really change the name of your restaurant. But everybody, there was like regulars in there, and they were having a good time. It's like, all right, whatever, but. I'm not in the know. <laughs> so I looked like a fool. <laughs> wait, wait, they were laughing this at this you. Like, like, what are
1: you doing, man? I haven't done pizza in no, years. No,
0: it was just a moment of like uh, pepperoni. And it was like, oh, no, no. We don't do pizza anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. That doesn't make sense, but I'm going to leave. Go? So, I got to find pizza.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, as much as I love pizza, we're not on a pizza podcast. We're a movie podcast. My name's Ryan, and this is Nathan.
0: That's right. Um, this week's pretty simple it's just we're marking the end of our longest batch ever uh we were focusing on Canadian comedy icon John Candy, eleven movies in total uh each of us has ordered them from eleven to one in a ascending order of quality, and uh we're finally going to see how we really felt about all of these ones. yeah uh I kick things off this time, so here we go with number eleven, probably a big surprise for all our listeners. Uh the worst movie we looked at that features John Candy <laughs> is Wagons East. It's just depressing,
1: yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not nothing good.
0: it's just not good i i like I'd seen it before in my life, and I was kind of like, well, maybe it was a dark rain cloud of just you know the melancholic nature of it and everything, but it's like no, it's just not funny it does it just has like giant boring stretches where it's just kind of trying to be a western but not a good one because we just watched a bunch of those yeah it is worse than all the westerns we watched <laughs> for the show yeah
1: i can't even um, yeah i totally agree it, mainly because this is not really even a junk candy film because you can see how much he's missing from the movie based upon like like how yeah. much he couldn't be there for
0: yeah, and the ensemble tries to step up. There's some fun little players in there doing their best or whatever, but it's such a cursed production. Yeah, like, uh, even, that it's I can't just, even,
1: I don't even know if I can make that because I feel like my next movie on the list, that's the thing that gets that movie is just some ensemble people that are doing their best. With this movie, yeah. there's definitely ensemble people that I like in other projects, but in this
0: movie- I well, like Robert Picardo, you know, that's yeah. what I'm talking about in my brain. Okay, where's like, my brain? Uh, John, I'm John C. Like, McGinley- johnson yeah.
1: mcginley charles uh rocket um that dude from parks and rec that i got very excited yeah. about
0: um, that your mvp actually had a good scene with charles rocket but this but what i mean like yeah
1: all these people were there but like like their jokes just weren't good sometimes and like like John C. Oh, McGinley's... It, it
0: it hitching its wagon to the Donner Party stuff and like cannibalism is this thing is just such a like not worth it gag, yeah. Uh, but it weighs down the whole thing. Yeah, it's give it a miss. Don't don't worry about that one. Yeah, this is this <laughs> in, is my bottom your... of the
1: list too. So it was yeah, it was just so deeply unenjoyable. Whereas at least the other movies, there was something that I could pull out of like even the next one on the list, which was the one I feel like I ragged on openly the most in this, in this podcast. Like I kept bringing it up as like, man, what a terrible example of a comedy. This movie though was so deeply forgettable, unenjoyable to watch and so broken of a film that it's like almost didn't even count in my brain. Like we only, we only really watched 10 movies plus this piece of garbage
0: we kind of added a movie after a while because of this. I felt like this was like, oh no, like this isn't even this this wasn't even in the barrel. Like this was under the barrel. This is so bad. Well, yeah, uh, and I, we I only wanted substitute to substitute in something that we neglected, you know, so Yeah. Yeah.
1: I only advocated for it in the first place cuz A I'd never seen it and B it's like it's always going to be the like oh this is John Candy's last role. Yeah. And
0: so it's purely academic interest I guess and it it was even not great on that front. So yeah. yeah. So number 11 Wagons East, we agree. I guess it bounces back to me. Yeah. Um this this is a weird one like it it's just my funk that I was in. I wasn't I wasn't enjoying a lot of the creative decisions here. This is where I put cool runnings uh which is totally a low blow Calgary betrayal thing like I get it. <laughs> Like, I probably have to move to Edmonton or something. But I just I didn't like the way it spun everything with this negative energy about like, oh, man, people are trying to get them out of the Olympics because this is bad. And like this other team is is mad about this and stuff. I was like, I'm pretty sure this was just a huge love in and everyone was really happy about this when it happened. So I don't know why this sports drama material is like seeping into the wood here because it's not what I want. I just want like, lighthearted Dougie Doug stuff and Calgary shenanigans. And that stuff's there, but there was this crust of, like, you know, wrong kid da- died guy just <laughs> frowning at me the whole movie. And I was like, why is he here? What is wrong with this movie? Why would you write it this way? So I never got over it. I, I just, it-, it was not a good experience. So yeah. That's why yeah. I
1: did that. No, I-, I recalled this podcast. Uh,. Yeah, that's definitely it's that's higher up on my list. So
0: for sure, yeah. I I, I was this... just a grump about it, so I I concede that it's probably better than I'm saying. It is one of his biggest hits ever, but I just don't like it. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: which was yeah. fair. You already didn't like it going into this podcast season, two, right? Like it wasn't on. I know,
0: but if we're the Calgary movie podcast, it's the most Calgary movie. That's what I mean, there it is. wasn't on our so... list when
1: we first started, and that's how we're. That's how this thing exploded because we originally were gonna do nine movies, which was already long, and then you added this movie and the and another movie. Yeah. So
0: it's just what happened. I mean, happened. when else are we gonna do a comprehensive look at John Candy's career? <laughs> this is how this happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. we'll just do one mega batch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that'll be that.
1: Yeah, it's not like Nicolas Cage where we can like we can do another batch in the future because there's so much to oh yeah
0: it's an, it's an ongoing concern there's more and more material every every year yeah. so yeah, yeah exactly
1: um yeah so uh my number 10 this is where armed and dangerous
0: landed for me um oh wow okay you know what in my brain there was a different movie at number um number 10 for you but okay but this is
1: the movie i keep i keep talking about this movie as like the quintessential like wrong-headedness to when it comes to comedy like uh what's his yeah. face mark mark lester just like not understanding how to structure and direct a comedy movie and like how this movie probably <laughs> yeah. could have been great with any of these other directors making it type of thing from this like batch oh sure
0: one. like just give some sctv guy a crack or yeah the like, who's some harry comedy person would have yeah. made a, an yeah, instant yeah
1: with, like, and Dangerous content, because they did with Who's Harry Crumb, and I quite enjoyed that one, and it was, like, a low state. Yeah, stakes. like, it's
0: it's a solid pairing of dudes. You got Eugene Levy and John Candy. And, like, th- this one, to me, was definitely, like, a lot of missed potential is there, and yes. it's, it's sort of a shame, uh, but I still had a little wrinkle of, like, there's still little things that were working, and it had a madcap, like, 80s action quality to me that really worked that week. Like, I was okay. just in that zone for and some as, reason. I think so. this
1: is maybe where my curmudgeon came in for me, this episode, is because it wasn't working. Nothing worked for me in this thing. And it was all, like, it all goes back to that cat-in-the-tree gag and how terribly edited and conceived it was. And that's how
0: we kick off the yeah. comedy. So. And so they just like, <laughs> yeah. I was
1: like, this is an easy gag, and this guy just directed it in such a hackney, amateuristic way. Like, it's like almost this guy's never seen a movie before. And was like, I'm gonna edit this scene together, and I'm just watching him. Like, why are we getting a shot of John Candy's back right now as he climbs a tree? Like, what? Who? Who? What world do we live in where someone's back is gonna be the most interesting thing we can feature in a film right now? So no,
0: we gotta show these going up this tree. It's yeah, you do to it the from action.
1: the front and him making a funny face. It's just, it just shows you like how some people shouldn't dread comedy, and like how some people should stick to their lanes, and this for me is like squandered potential and lots of great potential because it's got a great cast like jonathan price is there meg ryan's there tiny lester's there um i
0: think we mean jonathan banks but yeah jonathan banks sorry
1: who did, i said jonathan price yeah i meant jonathan Jonathan banks.
0: price is not is not in it but i kind of like jonathan price but yeah yeah okay
1: uh yeah you're jonathan banks sorry uh and like it's just i think it just would have been a much better tighter movie if somebody who understood comedy was directing it so
0: yeah no it, it's definitely a lot of a lot is left on the table and like yeah you have harold Ramis in the writer's room and kind of disowns it and stuff like there's a lot yeah. of unfortunate business in there so anyway, um, so that's my number 10 the, yeah the direction i thought you were going is my number nine pick uh which is delirious
1: yeah no, um, my which, number nine pick is also delirious
0: Okay, I, I guess is this the one you were alluding to with like the comic, like smaller players doing a good job in the in the tale, or no? I think Armand Dangerous Baker also and... has
1: smaller players doing a good job. Just the director sure, not understanding, because okay. with *Delirious*, I think that
0: that that's immediately where my head went when you said that. It was like, oh yeah, Raymond Burr's whole family is really funny. Well, this would we, but... with
1: *Delirious*. There's good directing for all the comedy in this thing. The wrongheadedness for me is just the conceit.
0: Yes, know? the the kind of character motivation of like, hey, I'm going to get with these ladies. It's <laughs> yeah. just like it's it's creepy and then it doesn't know it's creepy. So it doesn't even get to be a creepy movie. No, Based like it doesn't Johnny even, LaRue. It doesn't even have like a, even a
1: line, a throwaway line of dialogue to be like, should I do this? Or like, is this too creepy? Just to kind of like break the tension of like creepiness.
0: Or just, yeah, that dissonance between the audience sitting there and what John Candy's up to. 100%. It's yeah. just kind of like, oh, that's, that's a little weird. It's a little skeevy. A little is anyone going to point yeah. that and out? I like and John like, Candy. Nope. I I just posted a, a
1: video, a photo of him on Instagram. I'm like, it's our best photo, I think, that we have of
0: the bunch, because it's, it's almost the. I keep getting notifications and stuff. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> like, people are really chatting about this thing. And, and it's like,
1: because it's a good photo, and
0: it's him... It's like
1: the f- photo of him on the case, essentially, but I found the clip of it from the movie, with the band-aids on his face, staring out the window on his typewriter, and it's like, that's a nice photo. If it only wasn't part of this, like, dark, seedy film that you could potentially have an angle, this angle on, that's so lazy sometimes, just because... There's even just jokes that just seem like they're missing, like somebody forgot about them. Like there's some funny things in here that could have been done that they just didn't bother trying to do.
0: Like here's that cold deer you ordered. But even like <laughs> that's my least favorite. But yeah, the,
1: the soap opera stuff was the best stuff, but they didn't. They barely even scratched like the soap opera-ness of it. Like, there's very little fish out of water.
0: They didn't adequately mine that for its comedy potential. Yeah. Like, the best stuff is when Charles Rocket is being like, if I'm even your son or whatever. And all the over dramatics with that. And it's like, that was funny. You should invest more in stuff like that, less in this kind of like two women and like trying to impress them and 100%. like hundred percent force them to your will or whatever. Yeah, and you can do some, no twilight zone comeuppance. You, know? you can
1: do some fish out of water style comedy with like John Candy sucking in a soap opera world. Right. And like, and have a bunch of reveals where someone's sleeping with another person who's their stepbrother in law or whatever type of thing. Right. And, you know, like have something like, but there's barely any of that until like the final act. And then it's like, one throwaway gag that's actually pretty funny yeah, I be
0: like I wish I wish Charlie Kaufman wrote this movie or something yeah. he would have really figured out how to make this work uh and play Man, it that would have right been a movie huh like that's
1: that would have been a crazy yeah. movie, but i don't think I don't think it would have been this movie though this I don't think it also would have been a john candy feature that's that wouldn't be a John candy feature
0: <laughs> no, but anyway it, it, like this one I felt unlike my perception of Arm and dangerous it's not that it failed to realize what it. Had it just kind of was in the wrong avenue. I think it's aged badly. Is kind of what it is. Sure, you know, thirty two years on or whatever. Like with, Um, oh, unlike Armed and Dangerous, or like you're saying. No, I'm saying Armed and Dangerous. Just like great rock solid premise, like good notion. I like where your head's at. It's just execution. This is like I don't like where your your head's at, but you executed it fine. I guess it just doesn't really matter. But I think for me, the
1: reason why I put this one a little higher. Is I I found myself laughing at a few gags in this one, whereas when I watched *Armored Dangerous*, I didn't laugh one time because I was so against the movie at a certain point that I just didn't They're have. Like, oh, fun why are you anymore.
0: wasting all this talent? Yeah, or, and I stopped having okay. fun.
1: Whereas with this movie, I didn't like where the movie's head was at, but then we would break away from that storyline and then have a genuinely funny scene with Dylan Baker and Charles Rocket and Raymond Burr. Like, we'll just where i'd be like oh yeah this is good stuff so i always had i at least had a some or like i liked the intro cable guy scene like i was immediately on board with this concept i thought that was really funny like with the overdub narration of the phone calls and then we get to see the cable guy just like having a leisurely day in the city yeah that that was working for me so okay yeah anyways
0: I don't think there's much of a gulf between these, though. No. like, armed and dangerous is going to be talked about again shortly. So, <laughs>
1: so okay. So, what's your number eight then, Nathan?
0: Uh it's armed dangerous. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was me already again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, madcap eighties action. I kind of like the truck chase and the truck driver and stuff at the end. Uh, I liked how that tr- that they swooped in to take a missile hit or whatever. That was really dumb. <laughs> Uh so there's moments. Meg Ryan I thought was pretty cute and fun. Yeah. Uh maybe underutilized, but you know, she still got some of that spark or whatever, so it made some moments work. Uh it's really yeah, it's really just the Mark Lester like action first, comedy second, maybe third, <laughs> like priority. Yeah. Is the is the problem where it's just like you have Eugene Levy and John Candy standing next to each other. And nothing funny is happening. Like this is a crime somehow. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. uh But I still, I think I still. It, it it's not like scorched earth. Nothing here. Like some of the bottom, like Wagon's East or anything. It's just kind of a, a shame that this isn't better than it is. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if, I think if, I think if, I, if I was hey, going
1: through what you were going through with Cool Runnings. Just I was like whatever not maybe i would like it again
0: today but not... or these creative decisions yeah
1: or i was just yeah th- like and i was just having a bad time that day but i think since it's my first time i'm probably never going to be able to go back and enjoy this movie for something else
0: yeah for for me this time i was kind of i think i mentioned in the episode it's like it was like watching a weird grand theft auto like side mission or something and yeah. it happened to feature people i liked and so i i was giving it like some charitable kind of like okay i mean it's holding my attention i'm not laughing but it's a weird thing from the eighties, so I'm I'm okay today. Sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah. That that's how it how it ended up there.
1: Okay. But I mean, clearly bottom of everything. Um bottom third, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So oh, man. So this is this is like my cool runnings to you, I think. Though cool runnings okay. is not crazy high on my list. But this is definitely one I think is gonna be quite high on your list. And this is where summer rental landed
0: uh it's a little higher but yeah i mean it's it's fair that's fair for, but i know again, you weren't really enjoying the boat chase or, yeah, or the like boat race rather
1: i yeah i definitely <laughs> wasn't able to find the things that you were latching on to like i don't have the same affinity for Riptorn that i think you do but we learned that whereas in i podcast. was like
0: oh wow he's the voice of zeus in hercules he is Disney's the voice hercules. of zeus
1: and hercules right um
0: yeah i watched that last night i was like you know what what a treat i love Rip Torn. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, really quick
1: hercules is pretty great right
0: it's fine yeah it's it's a good movie um but yeah yeah i don't
1: this there's some like individual gags that work for me in this movie but i find that i'm just like i think it's because we watched it too quickly after great outdoors and i know it came out first but i saw great outdoors first and then we watched it before it and I felt like some of the gags had already been
0: mined there. But I know. I feel like this this happened to movie critics in 1988 when they watched Great Outdoors. Yes. They're like, oh, another summer hangout camp movie. It's like, what are you talking about? There's like none of these. But apparently there were and they saw all of them for their jobs. So they were not <laughs> yeah. ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. which
1: I didn't see any. many of those. I saw just great outdoors and I was like, this is great guys. And then I watched the other ones later and I was like, these aren't great. Like a guys. lesser
0: version of it from years earlier with John Larroquette kind of shoved to the margin. So, and that's and the thing. Like
1: any of the potential I had for liking it seemed to be like taken away from me by like the John Larroquette. Like I would have loved that subplot. I think I would have had a great time. We had very little with like the boy, lifeguard stuff like john candy scheming over his daughter's like potential suitors like the only yeah gag...
0: like that that was a rich idea because it's like oh man there's this like lifeguard house right next to where they are like just yeah. like there's this you know crazy hot dudes over there and none of that pays off into anything nothing <laughs> you know like the only gags i yeah. can
1: think of off the top of my head is john candy walking on the beach and mm-hmm. i thought that was a pretty well staged gag like walking over top I, of I th- people and stumbling and stuff like when that. When you're
0: talking about it, you're saying like it's a good idea and then you can still see how it's sort of a rush production. Like yeah, it's just like, kind of oh, dash. It definitely yeah.
1: doesn't it feels because you had shared the information this movie was filmed to be released a few months later. Um
0: it was it was a really short turnaround. After, yeah. yeah it was it was like an experiment Paramount was doing was just like we're we were like so close to canceling this movie. But well, you can make it, but you have like f- four weeks or something. And it has to be out in August or something. It was a really quick. Yeah, they filmed rapid it in May thing. and it had
1: to be in August, I think, right?
0: That's why like that opening scene is just like an audio play. Yes, you know. And, saying, and to be very, I like they're having like a din- like a breakfast conversation, but there's no footage of it. Yeah, <laughs> I did like yeah. the
1: uh, intro even generally, like him going to work and stuff like that with his car,
0: with like, the eggs and stuff. Yeah, there's That's some good cute. stuff
1: in there. It just once we got on the summer vacation and then once the plot started happening with richard krena i was just like i don't know man and then the yeah the final sequence with these boats racing gave me some speed 2 (laughs) vibes where i was just like this is fast right this is fast is this fast
0: uh yeah this was just a perfect recipe of like landed on the exact right low stakes time for me i was just like oh man what a no stakes movie just a chilled out hanging out they even cut out like aggro storylines it was like (laughs) oh like the wife's maybe gonna cheat on him it's like you know what you're harsh my buzz we're just gonna drink with Rip Torn and okay. like this Whereas, like, Jimmy Buffett song is gonna play. I want yeah.
1: <laughs> John Lurkett being a skis. Like that's kind of what I want. Like I like. John I think he could a do a
0: good job with it. That's the thing. If yeah. I'm gonna trust someone with it, but so it's unfortunate. But I I was I was here for this tone exactly. Sure. So it it fit me like a glove. That yeah, day.
1: and it didn't fit me at uh, all. Like this was a and this was a big letdown because out of all the movies that I hadn't seen before summer rental was always like the one like all of them kind of had this like there's a reason why you, you haven't seen delirious or armed and dangerous or who's harry crumb whereas this one was like no people like this movie this is like a legit successful film
0: yeah it was kind of his first starring role yeah. and it was kind of endearing or i whatever, think it's the but, highest rated
1: yeah. on imdb of the movies we hadn't seen and there's another movie strangely just- yeah uh there's another movie like that just
0: i like it and i don't even agree with some of the movies it's it's beating on that it's just like what is your problem like there's some fun stuff in some of these later
1: ones that's <laughs> so what i mean like lower. i there's there's one other one that was way lower than this one and i had a great time with it so anyways yeah so that's where uh summer rental number eight for me so you're on number seven
0: yeah, this is going to be a heartbreaker. I'm sorry. It's just we're talking about gloves fitting and not fitting and the day and yeah, the yeah, mood yeah. So and everything. This is this is, this is cool. where Uncle Buck is for me on this one. I know it's I know it's better than what I'm saying right now. It's just his agroness in that movie was not what I was prepared for. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Oh man, I'm just gonna buddy up with John Candy tonight. This is gonna be great. Yeah, I was like, wow, he hates this bug character, and <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like he's so mad at him. Uh, I I just forgot that was part of the movie. Uh, so that that whole thread with like the teenage daughter getting in trouble and stuff. I was like, oh man, this is just making me feel like uncomfortable. <laughs> and then he tore a, that educator a new one. I was yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. Like, See, I was this, totally this is, there for all these are confrontations. Scenes. I wasn't i didn't remember yeah. i don't mind him punching out the drunk clown i think that's great but <laughs> but like you know so it it there's a yeah loose logic to what i'm saying it's just how it hit me at the time it, yeah. it made me feel uncomfortable more than like totally comfortable with the giant pancake yeah this
1: was uh and the this was a bummer episode i was so like ready just to like vibe on uncle buck with you and then just to have yeah to, like, Oh, man, I I've, love I've this had movie. it
0: work out for me before. Like I watched it at like work once during like a, a bad shift or whatever with kind of a crusty warehouse guy. And he was really enjoying it. I think it infected me a little bit. I was like, yeah, this is fun. But on my like on, with Brittany just that night or whatever, it was like, oh, no, this is this is not what I remember at all. He's so he's so upset. So and like that there's like this health problem that kicks it off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, this is not what I've thought of sure it was um, yeah it's a, it's but maybe a, i'm not gonna get rid of my copy or anything i'm keeping it for a, a future rendezvous or something i can give it another try but it was just a time and place thing it, yeah it this is uh we have a ways
1: up. to go before i can talk about this movie i'll say that right now i know yeah um that's that's fair yeah it's i mean yeah i just remember because Ashley and I had a, such a great night watching this movie. And then to come to the podcast <laughs> and then you guys used to be like the exact opposite. I was just like Man, oh, Uncle Buck, Buck has like bummer. serious mood problems. And it <laughs> kind of set up this whole thing. I enjoyed entire-
0: him watching TV with the vacuum and stuff. Like there's bits, there's moments, yes. right? Like there- moments that shine brighter than all these kind of inept ones we just talked about, like armed and dangerous and whatever. Like this is this is a more coherent thing. It's just yeah. And it was just how it was.
1: It just I think Sorry. it for me yeah. it set up this pot this this batch to be a little more confrontational and polarizing than I <laughs> thought it was going to be. You sure.
0: Know? Just like, oh, this is easy slam dunk. This is John Hughes and like John Candy teaming up again. No, I mean this uh, even the whole
1: because like it's this isn't the only time that we like kind of clashed on like easy chill movies. Cause like Uncle Buck, Cool Runnings,
0: and summer rental a little summer bit, rental a little bit. i was vibing with it yeah, yeah i wasn't
1: uh like we were just like yeah like i thought this was like this whole franchise would be pretty e- like this whole batch would be pretty pretty easy, going.
0: easy and safe stuff yeah and then we ended up like I-
1: just not feeling
0: ascending from here i i'm like it's kind of like grades of i like this to some extent kind of stuff you know like at least half of this batch i i feel pretty good about
1: number seven Um, up for me is like i like now yeah so i'm not my this next one is the first one i can say yeah i I I guess
0: this this is the only like borderline case where i'm I, i still wouldn't give it a negative score or a mid score exactly it's just the way this character and how he was handling his business in this moment was just kind of like, oh, this is I don't know. This is grading somehow. So, yeah. yeah. So, So, my
1: my number seven, which is a movie I enjoyed, but totally recognize it's the bottom of the ones I enjoyed, was This Is Where Cool Runnings landed for me. So, not not far out from where you had, like only three spaces out from when you had Cool Runnings, um by no means do i love this yeah, movie yeah yeah uh, cuz you had it at 10 right
0: yeah which th- there is a mile and a half between wagons east and cool runnings i'm not trying to put them <laughs> in company like like i was like cool runnings is solidly in this barrel you know, yes. <laughs> it's not it's not like what we're saying. Uh but it looks that way on paper, so I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. It's I, almost I like we have a top ten about it or anything. We
1: have a top ten we're talking about, and then there's Wagon's East.
0: And then there was this unfortunate thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. it's not like <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: yeah. minuscule upgrades like, yeah, it's the next worst movie, you know, was Cool Rims. Uh <laughs> I just I was vibing with this movie that, that when I watched it. Uh like the opposite of Uncle Buck to You. Again, I was just I was vibing with this movie. I know it's not great. I totally see what you're talking about, but I also like in my mind I'm like, oh, this is a Disney sports film, so there has to be these things. And I knew you that need going into it, some sort of it,
0: false stakes or something. Yeah, like yeah.
1: I was just like, of oh, course there's going to be a guy who doesn't want them to compete. Like that. Yeah, that's a hundred percent going to be a, a storyline right like I'm that's pretty like sure the in a Mighty icelandic movie,
0: hockey team playbook. well in a Mighty next movie yeah. i'm pretty
1: sure there's a guy who tries to get them to be disqualified from the championships because of some loophole in the rules or some nonsense like sure
0: that's <laughs> that's oh that like banks's dad or whatever yeah We're like trying to that's screw them disney
1: over disney 101 sports films so that like never once crossed my mind as like a criticism i was just like yeah this is what this is um hmm I think the only things were like John Candy doesn't get to shine. Like he's not that funny in this movie. Um,
0: yeah. He's almost a wet blanket a couple times. Yeah. Like he, he's kind of the serious voice of bobsledding. Well, and then like, and like the, un,
1: the half baked, like backstory that he has where we kind of don't get any information. We do. He never really has to face his demons or his past for the audience. He kind of seems like he did it off screen when what's his I face mean, he,
0: he has the moment where he confronts the winter sports board or whatever it's like hey your guys problem is with me and that's fine i know but, but then you like gotta, but then these when are he, just when promising leon, young athletes
1: when leon rightfully asks him about it because in, in so like you
0: cheated or something and he's just yeah. like yeah
1: something i did in my past no biggie and i'm like well it is a biggie because these guys almost got kicked out of the entire competition because of it
0: so like All right, well look, I, I just wanted to win so bad, you know? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Especially yeah. and then
1: <laughs> and then for you to bring up the facts that like, no, it's okay to put weights in
0: your uh bobsleds like that. That's, that's about... just part of the sport. You need to hit a minimum threshold. Like, yeah. yeah. Which isn't stuff I inherently know, okay? I don't live and breathe bobsledding. It's just a really easy wiki read on the page for the movie that's just like <laughs> most of this is crap by the way <laughs> like this wouldn't happen but like again
1: i didn't even go looking for it because i just assumed there's all sorts of flourishes in this movie because but the thing that i appreciated about cool runnings and it vibes for me this way is like no this is actually calgary like that's they're eating in the calgary tower that is the international airport like that these are real it's like,
0: damn cold sometimes and then like eddie know. the eagle yeah.
1: has zero like zero real calgary locations so i'm like okay anyways i don't know and then dougie doug's having a good time <laughs> the stupid storyline i do with, like, still the,
0: like dougie doug the the, so the, the, the sure. dumb yeah.
1: guy being like i'm gonna own buckingham palace like that's that's the place <laughs> i was just like that made me I'm gonna laugh live there, like, man. at the movie I'm gonna do like it i was like this is dumb
0: like this is dumb movie it's a bad goal to have you you shouldn't strive for that and when dougie doug makes fun of him i'm like yeah
1: rightfully so that's stupid like you shouldn't you shouldn't want
0: that man (laughs) so and leon steps in it's like hey no stop raining on his no it's not even leon it's the smart guy it's
1: the rich kid i don't remember his name oh yeah um anyways so but I, i as i was watching i was like oh yeah this is exactly what it is it's fine it's not great. It's not even a Sorry, great Yul sports Brenner film. Yul Brenner
0: is the guy we're talking about. Yeah, Yul Brenner is the guy we're a talking tour. about. That's the name I should remember. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's it's fine. It's the it's the worst of the of the ones I liked because I just okay. I I like the other movies for more important reasons. And John Candy is better in the in all these other movies. He kind of gets to shine a bit. Where this movie, he's not even shining in the movie he's starring in. Other than, like, okay. the one scene where he's breaking down, like, the, like, he's showing the footage of being a bobsledder and the room empties, like, John Cannon narrating. Like, yeah, oh, scares yeah, everyone away. One. Yeah. So,
0: that was, that was some Your fun Your bones stuff, shatter. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so that's my number seven.
0: All right. Number six for me. Um. I do like this movie. I think it's just it, like it definitely improved a lot from where I previously would have had it, but it's still there's just kind of some sour emotions in here and stuff. And I I wasn't like f- riding the wave. Uh, it's only a little lonely. This is where I put it. So this is uh, where I a put a little only little,
1: little- as well.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Okay i i do like it it's just you know moms being really terrible to their sons like that's that's not a fun time for anybody <laughs> yeah it's not uh, so <laughs> but it's not necessarily
1: trying to be a fun movie either though no it it, it's a
0: little more drama in the mix uh which is i think great and challenging for john candy and he rides to the occasion has some great stuff uh it's it's fun seeing him in very very different scenes from the other 10 movies we're talking about here Yeah. um and yeah, there's there's like a cute kind of fun thing going on for some of it, but yeah, it's it's just kind of the super severe angry emotions being flung about is still just not as like why I go to John Candy really for for a movie time. Yep. Uh so it it's still in the middle of the list a little bit, but I I think it's good. I I think it's a it's a solid thing.
1: Yeah, I was I was um, I was happy to hear that you're because you didn't want to watch it in the first place. Like it wasn't on our list because you had a negative experience watching in the past.
0: I, yeah. I think I talked about, as kind of like, I was going in there for laughs and it's like, Oh no, this is, this is a little more sour and, and you know, bitter. And yeah. it's like, Oh weird. Okay. I just want to have a fun time. Yeah. So, yeah. You um, know. but this time I, I was able to calibrate a little better. Yeah. Like, it.
1: cause you weren't surprised, but uh, right? you kind of knew you're getting into. Um, I thought Ali Sheedy like played well against John Candy. I thought they had good chemistry in this movie. Mm-hmm. uh i really really liked maureen o'hara like that's the one that really sticks out for me is like as like she is the accomplished one in this movie uh i like Junkin. Junkin carries the movie through but maureen gets a chance to kind of like give it her best again like and all those things and
0: it's kind of nice coming out of retirement and getting this role and yeah like there's a nice story behind the story um i thought anthony quinn was really yeah, anthony charming quinn is- like i think
1: that kiss, right? Like that kiss, just being like.
0: I I think I kind of shortchanged him when we talked about him. He's won two Oscars for supporting actor, I uh, guess, oh, okay. in his career. So yeah, uh, for me, the and Jim Belushi, Zorba the Greek, or something. The Jim Belushi is not payoff. what he won
1: for. Like we got the tease in, in Harry Crumb. Now we got the Jim Belushi's in it. The
0: movie. Oh, he's actually in the movie throwing <laughs> corpses off buildings and stuff. <laughs> so, so stupid.
1: Whatever. That was so bad. Like that was like a Home Alone <laughs> actually, game. Yeah,
0: I. I guess that's our that was kind of our wrinkle with like dated stuff of just like cops kind of abusing their power. Isn't that fun casually casually pays to be a cop sometimes? Pays to be a cop. Yeah. It's like ah
1: that doesn't that 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 joke has not aged well
0: at all. So Oh since we talked about it though, I have seen the White Sox play at their like budget field or whatever it is. (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) lowest price guarantee field? Or lowest lowest guarantee? I can't remember. I think, I think it might be called Low Guarantee
0: Park. Something, yeah. It just sounds cheap and it's weird. <laughs> it's but terrible. anyway, it's so bad. <laughs> oh
1: man, I feel so bad for that city. I mean, like they still have. Regular. Why are
0: bo- why are both central divisions so bad? Like their scores are so mid across the board, and they still get a chance at the postseason. Because know? they're what's that about?
1: Because if you're if you're the first in your terrible division you still go to the playoffs even if there's another that's, division that has five teams that are better than anybody in your elite in your division
0: i they got they they might want to look at that that's weird Yeah, because i have, don't know they have four divisions it. in
1: each league and if you're the best in your, any, all four you go in oh no they have six sorry and then they have two wild i think it's games.
0: six total three each and then two and the central in both is just super mediocre it's yeah. really weird yeah that's uh, baseball
1: i mean that's there's i i I, there's there's a year where like the athletics were third and their score was better they were third in there so they're out of the wild card option but they were better than the first in the central
0: yeah i don't doubt it looking at some of these current standings so they just weren't allowed
1: to go to the playoffs even though they were a better team because of how the how it works? Baseball is weird, man. Yeah.
0: So, you got it, lucky White Sox. You're not that good. But anyway, only lonely. That's the major takeaway. uh Chicago White Sox. Whatever. Yeah. It's um.
1: it's it's a movie I've always liked. My dad likes it a lot more than me. So when he showed it to me, he was like, "Oh, watch this." And I was like, "Okay, this is nice and sweet." Um, and I guess I maybe it works better for me in my like late 30s finding love and getting married because I was kind of like turns out. Close to John Candy's age in this movie, <laughs> as he is a single guy, so yeah, I guess it, that that type of nostalgia like works for me. Of like the
0: oh yeah, his name's Danny in this, right? Yeah, Danny, because they call
1: him Danny Boy, um, which it's a song. We
0: we didn't really linger on like the corpse being taken around to various bars moment. That's such a <laughs> we weird. like You did not, yeah. That man is dead. You need to get out of here. Yeah, they uh, the we can and have burned like...
1: him for sure. Um. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fine movie. It's not anything great, but it's also not terrible. So this is the my number six. Like six, kind of seems like a perfect. Yeah, I
0: I think I stepped on your like uh, Home Alone gags thing with like the surreal like uh, the corpse gag was like or whatever.
1: The corpse gag was a little too silly for the movie that we were watching. Okay. And Home Alone is that but, like I
0: mean the truck exploding and the terrorists and stuff. I thought that stuff, was...
1: but that harmful, was all. But fantasies this was like yeah a real life corpse that was just dropped out of a building for a gag like that's oh
0: no there's that moment but there there's like the bar where the guys are taking no yeah i'm
1: talking about and, the i'm talking about the when well, you you had made a mention yeah, about the, the, the fire thing. hose ripping but that everything. was like that's yeah. a home alone cartoon gag moment to me that was like clearly inserted because we need a funny scene but it was like oh that's too home alone minded right now because home alone is pretty cartoony and this movie shouldn't yeah. be cartoony, but anyways, except for in the fantasy world oh, when worlds. Marv
0: turns into a skeleton though, that was some great stuff, but again, uh, all but in okay. fantasy worlds, so fantasy, right. anyways number five uh, th- this is where Summer Rental ended up for me uh, like I was saying, it just fit my mood um, at the time uh, sorry, did I step over your no, ranking? No, 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 go ahead oh, okay, I, th- I saw an alarmed look on your face I, I was just looking at mine Okay. uh, Just some good dad moment stuff in here from John Candy, like him kind of humoring his daughter about driving to the road trip and stuff. It's like an early bit, but I thought it was cute and funny. It's like, you know what? I'll take the first 100 miles. I'll let you take over later. It's just like, ha, ah, you know, just having a good rapport with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, And I like Rip Torrance, so that really helps me in the latter half of this movie when that's what this movie becomes about. Yeah, when the pirate uh, shows up. Even here. the... Yeah, the the nonsense about, like, we need a sale, you guys, we need a sale, and, like, that kind of false stakes thing where it's just like, you know, oh, no, will Seamus or whatever show up with the thing? And it's like, yes, there was no need to be concerned. Uh, Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it, it was just lighthearted and carefree in a way I found kind of pleasant. So, yeah. Yeah, Some, uh, like pull. I said,
1: I just, I kind of wished, I wish we kind of, we put it before great outdoors i don't think it would have saved the movie but because we had just watched the great outdoors
0: like we just tapped into this family vacation kind of template yeah and I then mean, to see a lesser version of it after yeah it doesn't and help
1: i'd out. already seen the great outdoors so i would have still recalled those things but we had just like two weeks before watched the great outdoors that was yeah. poor planning on our part i think
0: so I guess so. Yeah, it would have been, would have been better. And you know, like I guess you could have higher hopes for Carl Reiner being at the helm 100%. and everything. It sounds like it kind of got mangled a bit, uh, in post production. I think that's where my brain was at. Schedule. Was like,
1: oh man, not only is this like a a well a wellish regarded John Candy film, it also like directed by Carl Reiner, who like I like. So yeah,
0: this should pan out. And yeah, yeah. um. But I I don't know I still find it charming. Good. Uh, moving on. Yeah. So number my number five. five you.
1: So by this is this is now into um getting into like really like territory where my top f- all the Fine. the four the, my first my top four are all like love territory. This is like the one that was just outside the love. Probably because I was so deeply surprised by it was this is where uh, Who's Harry Crumb landed for me as number five um
0: oh okay yeah
1: and i was just so like i think at this point i was resolved that like any of these john Candy movies i would never seen before were just going to be terrible like they were just no they're gonna like, be bad there's like, a
0: reason you haven't seen yeah it. yeah but this yeah.
1: one i don't know what it was i think it, they leaned into the goofiness they they really thought about their like set pieces and leaned into it like they went all in when it comes to some of these set pieces and like the director being like an sctv guy like these things kind of worked for me i was i laughed i had a good time with this movie i was having a really good time with it so yeah this movie i
0: I did too but it with the kind of added uh surprise factor and everything it actually made it higher on mine so i i'm not gonna get too into it right now oh sure um but, um, yeah, No, it, I, I was th- – it's kind of the whole point of the show is to try to find movies like this. So I was really yeah. happy to turn up a, a nice one, you know?
1: Well, and that's that's what uh, I mean. Like, I, it, it, That's the thing. I, for me, it was just like I couldn't – the ones above this are all tried, true, and tested. I've seen them a bunch of times, like – and I love all these movies. Yeah. So I just couldn't feel like, oh, man, I saw this one movie one time, and it surprised me. I'm going to put it higher than space balls. Like that's, nuts I, to I,
0: yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm only grading like this most recent experience kind of thing. Yeah. So this, this, uh, the, yeah. Who's Harry Crumb is not like battle tested, like some of these like favorites. Uh, so I'm not necessarily insinuating it's going to be better than these, these next couple here. Uh, but I, I, I was really happy to be surprised and yeah, me on too. A fun ride. I think,
1: I think it was so because I was like, feeling yeah. so like bummed out by like, we'd seen a bunch of really not great movies. And so the fact that we did find one, like a real charmer was, was exciting to me. Like I was happy to see that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just a fun, funny movie. So I had a good time. Maybe I like uh, PI yeah, movies these... too. That might be another thing.
0: I think oh I just... no, I think, I think it's a solid uh, framework for him. Just like an inept detective yeah. is, is sort of something I really like with growing up on Inspector Gadget and yeah, Kids exactly. And whatever. So yeah um number four for me is uh this is where i put great outdoors um and i like great outdoors a lot i think it's just i think i think it was really just i'd seen it like the previous winter or something so it was kind of fast turnaround to watch it again sure um so it was it wasn't it had nothing to really surprise me with it's like oh yeah i remember all of this from when i watched it a few months ago yeah. Um, but I, you know, still, still a charming little thing. I think I liked, uh, Roman a little more this time. Uh, like Dan Aykroyd's bringing some, some fun, silly, like energy with the nose hairs and whatever he's doing, yep. just the kind of deranged yuppie thing. Um, but, uh, I, you know, that bear did a great job. Bart, that that was quite a finale. I think, I think for me, one of the criteria I'm applying here is like, if we're looking specifically at John Candy, I don't think this is one of my favorite John Candy roles sure. is him kind of being the second banana or like the kind of lower key guy. The straight guy, uh, yeah. To Roman's more zany guy. Yeah. Uh, like there's moments where I, I enjoyed him kind of trying to play off like how not ready for more stuff he is after the horse riding situation and whatever. Like there, there's cute stuff, uh, but it just wasn't like built on his abilities as as much as some of the the last three i guess or yeah. well one is in here just because i love it uh as a thing in all of its totality yeah, yeah. it's not john candy either yeah exactly so it's gonna handed, be weird though. but uh, i just couldn't quite give this the bronze medal uh this this was the closest battle on my list was three and four here so this is this is where know, space super balls, fine hairs
1: Spaceball. i mean so this is where great great outdoors landed for me too
0: um, okay. Okay. So just off the podium for both of us. Yeah, just off the podium. I think it's it's reasonably solid. I think re- last week I was kind of bemoaning like I wish Hughes himself had helmed this one. Yes. I think it would have been even better. Yeah. Uh, there's just there's just some rough edges like where it's just like, all right, the family's driving out and they're singing this song and it's fun, but it's edited like badly. Yes. So that's the Howard Deutsch touch, you know? Like, it's well, that, a and that's where crappy.
1: that's where it fell off for me <laughs> because Howard Deutsch is not. John Hughes, John Hughes trusts this guy to make movies for him, but it's like, for me, I I just think those a lot of these sequences. When you hear about like planes, trains, and how much content and fun they were having and improving and creating stuff, I feel like that would have been this. That could have been this set. I just feel like it wasn't
0: that tone with these guys could have yielded some really great. That's what I mean. Like like, I just feel like like Howard Deutsch probably just shot
1: a script and then and then edited together and like should have left B story lines out of the movie like with the teenage boy and the girl in town cuz it just like doesn't really go anywhere but it seemed like it was put in to fill time. I just would have maybe had I, more I time.
0: liked it. it. It's it's like yeah, it's sort of this sweet bitter sweet thing, but it, it's a little short changed, That's yeah, what I mean. Like, I, I would have like, liked more could time Could have use one more scene with them. That, that's that's yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then
1: less bear gags, like like they real a lot of bear gags in this movie. Um
0: I think Bart was really professional though with the no Bart stuff. is it's the wear, earlier so.
1: where they had three bears and he's driving with three bears on his thing and like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that kind of stuck out too is like you shouldn't do that that's it's just dangerous and thing. stupid but yeah
1: it it's yeah. a it's a solid movie that I really like I grew up watching and loving it but it's one of those movies that it it's like it feels like a John Hughes light film and I again I can't help but think it's like oh because Howard Deutsch. Deutsch directed it instead of John Hughes. Uh,
0: yeah. And so, it's just a little unpolished, you know? Yeah. Like, th- th- I still think it's charming stuff. Like, when it came on in the hospital, I was like, oh, great. And then, like, the raccoons were yes. talking. and yeah. There was just fun, dumb gags. And, and the raccoons talking, it, like, it, that is,
1: in my mind, that's like a – that is a full-on John Hughes gag. Like, that is – a full a John Hughes touch
0: that's very fun. Yeah. But like
1: but, you're right. Like I think you yeah. could have had a lot more comic gold between Dan Aykroyd and John Candy if John Hughes was directing this movie.
0: And I think we kind of talked about how it's so episodic in nature. It's like after time I only remember like five things or whatever. Sure. It's like there's yeah, the yeah. steak eating contest, there's the bear, like there's yeah. there's just kind of a highlight reel. And then the kind of rest of it fades, fades and the movie kind of, but
1: that kind of works for the movie because then you end up watching the movie again for the first time, being like, "Oh yeah," or like, "Oh yeah, this is." So it doesn't like because it's so episodic and like it's just a series of gags with the ultimate. Yeah, Conan, it,
0: it stays rewatchable. Yes, like it's still it's still pretty fine. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, and and that's why it's in the top four. It's, yeah, it's a good exactly. Movie.
1: This is like I said, for me, for Harry Crumb, this is movies where I love now. Like we're moving into. Great outdoors is a movie I've just I've loved most of my life. They just can't it can't land the podium though because the three on the podium are okay. So what's your right. number? So three? number
0: three. This this is again we're getting into like fine weird criteria in order to shake things out a little bit. This is how it happened. uh This is where Spaceballs is on this this run up this time. Wow. uh Because I like Spaceballs and I will rewatch Spaceballs a lot uh but it's it's not really built on John Candy's back, you know? He's part of an ensemble. He's an ingredient in the stew, you know, and that's that's good. Um I I don't know that I exactly took what you you were saying about Mel Brooks's like role in this to heart exactly, but he does sort of overshadow like a dark helmet in the latter bit, which is unfortunate like you shouldn't do that cuz dark helmets Great, he's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. You just need to put the camera on Rick Moranis some more. Would have been what I would have done. <laughs> I agree, yeah. uh, but we don't do that. We get we get a little too much of President Spaceball or whatever. Um, Scroob, what's his name? <laughs> Isn't it just anyway. He's the president
1: of Spaceball. What is his name?
0: Yeah, I think it's Scroob. Isn't it something okay. silly? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> of course is something silly. Um, I. Whatever. I, I think at some point, too, this is just fatigue versus surprise. Like, I've seen Spaceballs innumerable times. Sure. uh So it was just a nice, solid, like, you can guarantee double or whatever on this one. I'm going to have a decent night watching some Spaceballs again. But like oft-quoted films like we've talked about, like, it's all still up here. like oh, 100%. All these yeah. lines. But I think... All these gags. Yeah.
1: I haven't seen this movie in 15 plus years and so oh, okay. i was just like the fact that i could just be like stay the gag before the gag happened or with the gag to ashley who'd never seen it like it was just for me it just it showed you like oh this movie really made are... a mark on me as a child yeah and yeah the the fun is still there you're right like he isn't uh this is also where i have space balls is number three um
0: Oh, okay. okay, Uh so you're more just like baffled at my like Harry Crumb promotion or something, right? I'm aware um, of your Harry
1: Crumb promotion, but he I didn't I didn't quite land on it that one. Mine are like mine's yeah, a that's pretty okay. obvious double feature coming off. Um Spaceball's You're right, it's it's not a John John Candy feature, but I also have Stripes in My Mind is one of my favorite John Candy movies. And we weren't even allowed to watch it this batch because he was not even the main character. He's
0: like 7th build or something. He's 3rd build,
1: first of all. He's Uh, like 11th
0: build in that. Here we are watching him being also
1: like 3rd build in this movie.
0: I think he's 3rd build in this. He's also 3rd build in
1: Stripes, man it's heroes. that's Ramis crazy to me because like and ben and... ox
0: in that movie to me is in like two moments or something so... i know but again I like know. he's in yeah. it
1: quite a bit he's also not in this movie quite a bit either because anytime we're with Spaceballs people he's not there
0: you're right it's like half the movie we're spending with the villains and it's like only when we're hanging because i'm saying so I'm thinking Stripe, is, is stripes stripes in this
1: are are very similar and stripes is like one of my all-time favorite like Bill Murray movies. I
0: just feel we can fit it into something better, like sure. a screwball '80s just category or something. Just saying, I
1: could yeah. have. That would have been like my argument. I would have made for that that movie. But this is Spaceballs. So you're right. Rick Moranis is by far the highlight of this movie. And it's just, and it is, it's just, it's it's just classic good stuff. I don't think, I don't think I can rate it the way that you rate these things i think that's why we often have troubles in these rating lists is because i can't like be like oh this movie because it surprised me jumps higher it's like no i know that these gags aren't as funny or there's not as classic or it's not as rewatchable but i thought it was like surprised me still so it's sitting at five in my list is pretty impressive because it overtook like only the lonely and cool runnings which are movies that i thought were like classics before this. So that's sure, okay. but it's like that's the quality though measure. Like I probably won't be able to watch Harry Crumb as much as I watch
0: like Spaceballs
1: or The Great Outdoors in the future. Yeah,
0: it's it's hard to say. I think I I, I just had a whale of a time with it. And I think time, that's the thing, so is like it, I think it,
1: it, I've always ranked based upon I always rank my movies based upon rewatchability. Like, that's a big feature, like a big... um.
0: Oh, Spaceballs endlessly rewatchable. It's just I've kind of been doing that, whereas it's nice to add a new one sure. into the mix. But I'm saying, like, for me, a,
1: a big qualifier is always rewatchability and how rewatchable, rewatchable it is. And as we move up the list, these movies become more and more rewatchable. And this is kind of like oh, okay. how I look at it. So anyways, so yeah, Spaceballs is number three for me. Quite a funny movie. Mel Brooks is in a little bit too much, but that's okay
0: yeah uh oh, you know may the F- schwartz be with you yes it's good stuff mega maid you know uh, and john hurt coming through with a, a quality cameo that makes sense and adds to the whole thing oh it's great uh, it's genuinely i even, i told my dad money. i watched
1: recently <laughs> and then the only thing he said to me was like we have to go from suck to blow and i was just like thanks dad <laughs>
0: They do say that. There's a switch. So. Uh, but okay, so Silver medal, no surprise to anyone. It's Plants. I'm just joking. It's Who's Harry Crumb. Uh, he, he's, uh, for me, this, this one was like, maybe it was just where it landed in the batch and stuff too, really helped supercharge it. But I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody trusted John Candy <laughs> to be really great for a whole movie, and he delivered on that because oh. he's really great. I think you know? that's
1: i I mentioned this too, like it's where it landed in the batch where I just kind of felt like so far in the batch we had seen i I liked three movies I had already seen, and I hated the two movies that we hadn't seen, and so I was like, yeah. Oh no, here comes another another yeah one it, it kind
0: of reminded me of Armed and Dangerous in like premise, but they're delivering on it, yeah, like they're just like, oh man, this character is so blustery and confident, and he shouldn't be.' and he's saying dumb stuff and like listening to money and all these little things that they let john candy bring to this character like i i left it being like man i could have gone for like four of those if that was just like his franchise for a little while there it was like the naked gun but john candy like his his, his, i I would have been so fine with that like he's yeah or pink panther i i am a big sucker for that subgenre, like the inept investigator guy yes. like i my daily television habits were inspector gadget you know eventually i like get smart which is basically just inspector gadget but live action it's the same guy <laughs> well it was uh, like it
1: was like inspector gadget was the sequel the animated sequel to get
0: smart but the animated robot, follow-up to the john an adams thing movie. or whatever yeah i'm still yeah. standing so, by like there's like, a
1: great just like i like the get smart remake movie with steve krill I think that there's a great like Inspector Gadget movie out there, potential like type of thing. So. Oh
0: man, yes, the, like that's why I was so excited in the year 1999 to go see the <laughs> Inspector Gadget movie, and boy was I disappointed. What uh, you didn't like all Stewart 70 minutes it. of that? I movie? don't know. Oh, I could. Th- it's on Disney Plus. I couldn't even finish rewatching it when I put it on. I was like, I remember wanting to see this so bad. Let's see how it is. And I think I got to like the dog puking in Dabney Coleman's coffee or something. I was like, "Yeah, all right,
1: yeah, we're good." It's a this really is bad, movie. So, bad. It's so bad, so bad.
0: Uh, so, this is not like that. This is no. really funny. Yeah, <laughs> like that is. fish bit, I thought it was really good. Like even, even we were even saying like how gags that don't quite a hundred percent work, like him on the big fan, yes, or at least weird. And they go for it. Yeah. So I was like applauding effort in this. Well, for thing. me, it was like him was walking. Like, oh, what a staged thing! Him like, was, are you
1: talking about the fan? Is like when he's in the vents.
0: When he like flips into the building. On oh, okay. Top I'm talking about panel. like in
1: my mind. It's the him in the vents was like. This is so stupid. <laughs> this is a giant vent. But, like, it's so well staged and thought out and executed in comedy ways. Oh, I'm having w- a great the time.
0: The way the tennis racket is shaking the entire floor yeah. somehow. Like, there was just little stuff that was like, hey, if it's funny, do it. Like, just go for it. And, like, uh, Sultry yeah.
1: Annie Potts was just like, where did this come from?
0: Unexpected treat. No idea that was something in her playbook, but it was it was fun to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I was really... And that, that song, Big Fun, I've been, like, muttering it ever since. I thought it was a fun jam yeah. <laughs> at the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I agree with I you. I know like the it, Spaceball song is great, too, but yeah, I you know, I agree like, with Big fun Well, the Spaceball my... song is
1: great. Like, I love the Spaceball song.
0: Um, I've been, like, half-heartedly looking through, like, thrift stores and, like, 2nd yeah, no, shops I... for Spaceballs, the soundtrack. Oh,
1: Spaceballs, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah that would be, be great hard to find. I found Who's Harry Crumb... On Facebook Marketplace to get picked up for two bucks, but it's like a guy selling hundreds of DVDs, and I'm like, "Hey, do you want two dollars for the one movie I'm going to buy?" <laughs> the guy's probably going to be like, "Ah, uh, maybe." Like I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't do I have to. I have, I have to, be to home dig it out of here. This it's not two dollar really movie. It. Yeah, yeah, you do, man. I have been looking Can at it.
0: Combo it up with like four more. Or I something? don't want any more the...
1: DVDs though. That's the thing. There's and there's no Blu-ray for Who's Harry Crumb, so. I'll just keep it unplugged on my like on my thing for a while so.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, it I, it was a delightful movie and I'm on and I'm with you 100%. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's really a lot of fun. So.
0: Yeah, sur- surprise just is a, a a thrill I'm always looking for, so it it really helped this one. Yeah. Um and yeah, I don't I, you know, I don't know if it holds up to 10 viewings, but it was a great one-time thing oh, so sure, far, yeah. so happy happy that happened.
1: Um but yeah. My number two, uh, this is with the beginning of the John Hughes double feature. Uh oh. and so this is where uh planes, trains, and automobiles <gasps> fell for me.
0: But like it's Whoa, it's not okay. a
1: slight against planes, trains, and automobiles. And I talked about this during planes, trains, and automobiles. I just I'm really
0: a... glad you're saying the title this many times because I super didn't say it in the last <laughs> episode. You were right to call me out. I uh, listened back to it. It's like, nope, this is misplaced confidence. You never said those words in sequence. Um,
1: <laughs> the uh, I talked about the nostalgia factor and like how I have a deep nostalgia for one movie and not the other because I came to appreciate this movie as an adult. Whereas as a child, I found this movie to be like just a giant torture fest like 90 minutes of torture for del griffin and
0: yeah whereas but it's as like an adult movie, now i, I fully date, love this movie know?
1: now like fully love this movie and i think it's great and heartfelt and, and it works so perfectly in the comedy everything is so executed um so perfectly in this movie and there's so many great cameos that we didn't even talk about dylan baker is in this movie again we're gonna see part two of Dylan Baker with uh, We didn't
0: we didn't really talk about Owen very much. No. Yeah. I just mentioned that the gloves were in his truck. And uh, we didn't
1: talk about Charles uh yeah. Charles McKean. Charlie McKean? Michael McKean. Sorry.
0: Oh Michael Mc- McKean. Yeah, the police yeah, yeah, officer. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The cop, yeah, who <laughs> I actually really like that scene. It has one of my favorite like uh John Candy line reads in that in that moment where it's like, do you feel this vehicle is suitable for highway travel? Yes, I do. I I believe that. Like he's he's so confident. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I it's 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 weird. It's great. Like he he's so trying to assert. <laughs> yeah, like know. no, this is this is perfectly fine. And it does not work at all. <laughs> no,
1: the, so. then the hard cut to jail is pretty great stuff. Um, yeah, the movie the movie is endlessly. It's great. It's great. And I'm not trying to like. Uh, this is where we always get to these things. This movie is like a a solid great movie to me. It just lacks the solid greatness and the nostalgia that the other movie has for me if that makes yeah,
0: sense I, yeah i guess so i i don't know if like t- 14 15 years is enough for nostalgia to have developed but maybe but, know, but like, i mean like for me when i was a younger adult what i mean is like but, yeah
1: i like uncle Buck and this movie pretty near equally uncle Buck also has the extra pa- suited power of nostalgia because... gets the
0: edge because of its it's positive pizza night memories. yeah and like i just growing the, which, up yeah, and like sure. having
1: like we watched it at christmas like like we watched it twice over the last 10 years at christmas as a family type of thing just because like my parents also love uncle buck and they like this yeah family man and elf are like are the the cycle of christmas movies we watch and die hard because my parents like die hard quite a bit i try to get them to watch Mish- lethal weapon but that's fine um, or Die Hard 2, which is uh, pretty good. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so this uh this gets watched quite a bit in our household, and I had that nostalgia. But Plain Strange is great and it has I, I think that like it it makes me bummed to know that there's more scenes that would have made sense of some scenes in this movie. But I yeah, think for like yeah. I think there's a mastery in a director. Being able to make a, a, a straight solid line through ninety minute movie, and make you forget, because if a movie makes you forget about a plot point or a plot, uh, like plot hole, because you're having a good time, that in itself is also a great a great filmmaker. Because if you had to think, kind of ap- a great
0: magic trick, or whatever. that's what I mean. Like yeah. if you
1: have to think afterwards, like wait, how did that happen? If you can't think of it in the moment, the the director did its job. Like the movie did its job to distract you from this problem. Yeah. So
0: and, and and it was a treat for me to go back and watch some of that stuff. And like there, there's little things that are like you know what that that gag might have been worth a moment, you know. But overall, I I do like how it's it's just yeah, super. That running time is kind of like a perfect movie to me. Is yeah. if you can cons- like succinctly state your case in 97 minutes is kind of how long I'll allow, uh, for top tier stuff. Uh, so yeah nailed it i don't know it's moments to spare uh but
1: yeah anyway so yeah that's my that's my number two so should we get to the drum okay. roll
0: what's your number one nathan number one is planes trains ampersand automobiles <laughs> uh, which is a great it's a great film um we just talked about it. <laughs> uh yeah it, it's one of my favorites i feel there's only a couple of moments i kind of like regretted not talking about we did one, I guess, which was the like, yes, I believe this vehicle is great. Uh, when when Neil Page sees the guy about to sleep next to a garbage can in the airport, and that's his like, no, I'll 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 go with Del Griffith. I'll get a hotel. Yeah. Like that's like a nice silent storytelling moment. I also love that when they're at the bus station, there's just this strange old man sitting next to them with like a birdhouse full of mice, and okay. it's not like, dressed at all. It's just this dumb weird thing uh and i love it like it's just the john hughes just kind of filling his frame with weird extra things for you yeah uh makes it a fun rewatch too i guess yep and martin ferrero the the bargaining scene with the casio watch i always <laughs> yeah. really liked yeah. where it's like i don't have that but i do have two dollars like i like the, the big
1: dramatic, like and then he <laughs> wrist drapes. he tries
0: to like fan it out <laughs> over his arm like he's selling it on qvc it's or something great. and it's just <laughs> like it is good. It is I'm good gonna scene. have to say goodnight. Uh
1: who, who you said, Michael <laughs> yeah. Ferrero? What's the guy's name?
0: Michael Ferrero, he is the lawyer in Jurassic Park. Uh so oh, that's it's what it fun okay. knowing that.
1: The yeah, taxi driver is also another bit comedy actor who has like he's oh, pretty Doobie? great in Seinfeld, right? Who does he play in Seinfeld though?
0: I'm trying to find Doobie and other things. I just yeah, I can't I can't find I him. Just, I just he's got one of those head. faces too, right? Um yeah yeah but anyways yeah no but uh, yeah it's just it's just a time-tested comfort blanket movie for me so it's sort of in the nostalgia zone uh where yeah it's just a reliable good time every time i watch it yeah yeah
1: yeah uh Uh, so my number one then would be uncle buck which (gasps) is like the longest i think we can go we've ever gone from like yours to mine because it's such a long batch
0: Oh, like the first movie and the last movie, or the it's second like, last yeah, movie. This is your number ten. Three right? months in between. What? What
1: what's number is this? What number is Uncle Buck to you? Is it ten?
0: Uh seven, I think.
1: Okay, no,
0: it's not that bad. Um, yeah. Well, Uncle it's like Buck, our Western batch had that happen a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: this movie, it's one of those things where I was so to think about. I was trying to think about like a new piece of to add to this movie. It's also it's weird to me because we. When we were watching *Planes, Trains*, we talked about like how John Hughes did teenage comedy, like did teenage humor that he was moving into adult fair, and then eventually he'd spend the rest of his nineties writing family kids movies, like writing children. So this is like the first and only real movie that he directed where kids were like the stars. And like for me, it's my favorite. Some of my favorite kid acting. Humor stuff is in this movie.
0: Oh, okay. You're saying with like Macaulay and his sister and Gabby Hoffman, yeah, Gabby with Hoffman. Uh, John Candy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Those, like, those kids and John Candy are the highlight of this movie for me. Like, I love this movie for the that stuff in it, and I like all the pieces of it. Bug doesn't bug me because Bug is a creepo. What, did, what does he say? Anyways, it says something. He's he's a creep who's trying to do some terrible things so like yeah it's definitely not something you would do in real life but these are trumped I, up i
0: think it's just the darkness of that subplot was such a strange contrast to me like i almost wish it was just the little kids you know sure. but i don't know yeah yeah
1: yeah It didn't it's not
0: a... not to slight the the teen actress or whatever i actually didn't think she was too bad it's just the investment in that stuff was like the the shadowy darker yeah, material yeah. Of but movie, i have
1: so. always felt like yeah, uncle cool. buck to really make those kid scenes play well, you kind of have to see the rougher edges that he he pr- portrays in other parts of his life. Because then it makes him yeah, being with the yeah. kids a little more cuter. Because if he's just a cute, nice guy, and then he's hanging out with kids being cute, it's like that's not as... That's nothing. Like,
0: that, there's no tension yeah. there. Yeah, like, it's like No, he lives in downtown Chicago. He's like a horse gambler. Who yeah, he's a rough and the grumble like, all the time. bachelor. Him hanging out with kids.
1: Oh, that's a fish out of water. Good comedy gold him hanging out with teenagers that's more in his field house like more in his comfort zone uh especially when a sure. guy's been a creep so i again these things are not like concerns i have in john hughes films like for me like long dog uh is far worse than like uh long dog chung from uh, 16 candles oh like there's saying, way like, more regrettable john stuff. hughes yeah. choices in his scripts than this one Because especially,
0: yeah, I was trying to watch Weird Science too, and it has some really cringy stuff going on. So, Um, yeah. This
1: actually, I think, was a pretty, like, progressive in a regressive way because the movie was itself talking about what consent was in the late 80s. Yeah. And yes, the reaction to it was an like aggro aggressive person throw gonna, this guy in the trunk we're yeah. gonna but at the end of the <laughs> day like there's the they still made a villain as a dude who was skeething on girls 10 years after animal house happened which was like that's the whole plot of animal house was all these guys skiving on girls by getting them drunk so yeah there's there's a yeah. for me that that's like a forward-thinking concept in that i kind of appreciate in this teenage comedy movie that Uncle like that makes me like Uncle Buck more because he's like like he sees the world as it is, but in like like how it should be way. Not mm-hmm. in the so mm-hmm. I don't know. I,
0: I, I like And I, I guess it's still in the kind of like walled garden of John Hughes, like he's not gonna get too in the weeds and too dark. No, no, exactly. And that's
1: that. what I mean. And like and still in that fantasy world that he creates for himself of like they're never movies actually grounded in reality. Like as we talked about planes trains last week like he falls over that chest and then he makes that like the warrant like, like the there's cartoony sounds like it's all like it's all done up pretty big in the movies so for me like him having a drill stuff. or kidnapping this yeah. kid it's like no of course there's no real world consequences because this isn't that type of movie
0: yeah maybe because it was our very first one there was no kind of tone set or anything for John Hughes again cuz like yeah, weird science is totally insane and off the wall. And then but like to just jump in with like I got this hatchet here, watch out. I was like what is going on? He's going to murder this kid. Like I was so thrilled. I guess I, yeah, I just seeing. I've
1: seen it so many times that I think I just can get into that mentality of like this is this, this is what John is Hughes a problem, does. And like
0: he's warding
1: him off. I can't even yeah, like yeah. maybe I've never seen she's having a baby, but I have to assume that that's his like serious film. <laughs> Because it doesn't seem like it could be cartoony.
0: <laughs> I, I can't remember if there's surreal flares in it. I've only seen it once. Yeah. But yeah. anyways. So yeah, Uncle, anyway, Uncle Buck is my So John Hughes wins my peak, either so. way. Yeah, John
1: Hughes wins. He's, yeah. he, him and him and John Candy kind of like, they prove their point. Yeah, it's a good duo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they work together. Um, So there you go. That's the ranking of John Candy's 11 biggest movies. that's no, it's it's not even necessarily true, but whatever. Um all right, so question time. Uh, if you want to send us a question, Ryan or Nathan Um now that video games are hot Hollywood commodities. Uh just you know 1.3 billion, it's like the 20th biggest movie. Literally ever 20 Mario.
1: years later, now 30 years later, now they're the hot commodities.
0: Now they're they're they've got it. You know, things are getting optioned again willy-nilly whether it makes sense or not. Uh, are there any properties you'd like to see brought to the big screen and conversely are there any you'd prefer hollywood just keep its greasy mitts away from because shouldn't shouldn't oh yeah
1: i don't want a red dead movie people talk about it i'm just like that would just be okay. like. okay yeah I've, i
0: was i was glad i wasn't sure where you were on that because i think jack black or something i was talking about it's like uh what like it's it's a fantastic video game. Well, also, but it's just like it's built on Western everything. Well, that's what so, I mean. like, there's what already would you get been, out of it? They'd have to, they would just
1: have to make a great Western. Like that's what they would be doing.
0: Yeah, it's so like, oh, just make Wild Bunch, but better, and now or something. It's like, what? That's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: it, you just have to make another great Western movie, which is like.
0: But what I want then
1: them to make a great Western movie starring Arthur Morgan. I'm like, no, but I got that. Like, that's done for me.
0: Like, I am Arthur Morgan. I have some authorship over what he does. And
1: you could, if you just, like, won over it, but it would just be, like, making a great Western. And that's all they did as a video game is make a great Western. Like, that being said, I think there's infinite amount of potential to make a Grand Theft Auto movie.
0: Oh, just with, I mean, I I I feel similarly, I guess, where it would just be a crime saga.
1: Yeah, it would know, just be but... another live-action crime saga is all it would be. Like Scarface, but hopefully a little more tame, a little more reserved. <laughs> a
0: little more thoughtful or something. Yeah. yeah. A little less paranoid about immigrants or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Red Dead. I I I sort of feel similarly though, like that movie's built out of all of those movies, like Goodfellas and Training Day and whatever. Like they just get eaten by Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even think that
1: I'm just saying, like, I think there's a better chance of making a good Grand Theft Auto movie than them making a good Red Dead movie because making a good Western in today's Hollywood Spectre I just don't see them doing it like well. I don't see a studio today making a good Western based on a video game. But a like, I just don't see no, that happening.
0: I, I just don't see the point, really. Like, like with either of those, to me, it's like, no, no, those are made, like, it's basically like they translated a bunch of movies into a different medium. Yeah. You know? So it's just going backwards on it. It's just like, yeah, well, now this guy's name is yeah, Arthur this, Morgan, snake, or this guy's name is Trevor. The snake is not eating his tail
1: anymore, it's eating its head.
0: Yeah, it's just a bad idea, yeah. <laughs> but... I like I get it's a popular giant brand or whatever. Like if you put like just the name Grand Theft Auto on something and then it's just like a F- Fast and Furious type movie or just some car thief movie, you know, that's like, I, I guess like, sure, it has awareness or something, but I I don't know. I don't really. So that was like, so Red Dead was just
1: the, the first one to my brain of like, oh, I thought about because I thought about it when I was playing it the first time I was like, oh, this is the feeling of like, I never want this to be a movie. Like I'm done. Like I don't want. If you want to experience this story, you need to play this game. This shouldn't be a movie. Like that was right. the first time. If ever... you
0: want, to, if you want the same vibe, just go watch like thirty westerns. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, like those movies exist. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. And like, like just, they're just, also great. Oh, this this is canon. This takes place in the same west <laughs> as this or something. And you're like, sure, why not? And then you watch Hang 'Em High or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
1: like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, great. Okay, going back to the original... The first stated question, though. What is a video like game property I would like mind. them to... So, I... I just think... I haven't played a lot of video games in my life. Like, i played a lot of the classic stuff. After watching the Super Mario Brothers animated movie, I would be game yeah. for a Donkey Kong country film.
2: Sure. Like, with King Art
1: okay. Cruel as, like the villain type of thing, and, like, all of his bananas get stolen, like, stolen. Like, I want
0: that. Okay.
1: Like, give me... Yeah.
0: Would it still be Seth Rogen? Yeah, it'd still be Seth Rogen. It's his Donkey Kong spun out? Yeah. Spun out?
1: So I would still do that.
0: I i was hearing like a podcast guy I-, I listened to jeff Gerstmann like speak derisively about that like nah, that'd be like direct to video that's like low rent but it's like i think people like donkey kong more than he does like that was a huge game <laughs> so, you a massive game yeah I donkey kong
1: is they they were talking about making a spinoff of donkey kong because it is a p is a massively popular character
0: Like, Like, I didn't know this about the system war, but, like, Donkey Kong Country kind of sealed that generation, like, Super Nintendo versus Genesis. Like, it oversold in the last two years because of the Donkey Kong Country games. Yes. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well,
1: because at the end of the day, as as great as Super Mario World is, it wasn't – Super Nintendo was always, like, a market share behind – because it was like, hey, do Well,
0: they were kind of late to that party. They were two years late 100%. to that generation. And they
1: also so, were like, yeah. for the first few years, they were like, oh, we're going to take your games and we're going to make it a PG game. Like Mortal Kombat without blood.
0: Yeah, Mortal Kombat, this is too vicious. We can't, we can't be part of Again, this. Again, until the last couple of years because when you, buy,
1: when you play Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, it has all the blood back into it because they learned their lesson the hard way type of thing.
0: Right. Well, Sega kind of leveraged that, like that stuff's for kids. You want to come over here? Yeah, and know, that was and, and that was smart cool
1: for Sega. On. But then Sega, obviously, so yeah, Donkey Kong Country. I don't. I think people. Want, I think people under misunderstand that there's a whole generation of people because I think when the Wii hit, Donkey Kong never really made a, it. Like its Donkey Kong Country Returns was kind of like seen as a nostalgia hit, not like a real actual platformer, like massive platformer for them.
0: I kind of heard it was really challenging. Though, it was. Too, I I, I did not
1: like it because I found it to to be too hard. Um.
0: Yeah. Like I, like there there's some kind of platforming purists that are like, oh, it was amazing. They they did incredible stuff. But it's like, yeah, this is hard though. Like I'm fighting. But this, Donkey Kong this Country and Tropical Freeze
1: was a really hard game too, though. And two and three. were uh, really I hard know
0: because I tried going back and kicked my butt, man. Yeah. I was not. But ready here's the for thing: that, they so. are gorgeous
1: games, and you consider like when they came out do you but here's the thing and that, they were massive to me like they were there was a while where i wanted to play i like donkey kong more than i liked a mario game type of thing so sure um sure, yeah do you remember in the late 90s though there was that canadian 3d animated donkey kong tv show cartoon the show? tv show yeah
0: i saw that on all the time yeah that so i'm just saying uh, like there's definitely a market it, for donkey
1: kong that, so that's that's the only original a lot of my list is like oh i want them to do this again but like with the same like with taking it seriously or doing a better job
0: oh man no that that movie has so many spin-off potentials like luigi's mansion yeah. or something like maybe focus more on the mario kart stuff in the next one or yeah you literally you wanna just wanna
1: have do. like a like just honestly do like a mario kart tournament movie like like
0: and then yeah, it'd be like wacky races or something, yeah. but Bowser's trying to scheme to win and he's gonna use all this cheating yeah. or whatever. You also can introduce something. like Super
1: Mario World. You can introduce Super Mario Brothers two
0: villain. Yeah, they tease they tee up Yoshi at the end of that. Yes. So obviously you know, you're gonna get a bunch of cookies and whatever in the next one. Yeah. yeah, uh, I'm joking. So anyways, that
1: right. that was that was like the first in my
0: mind. Mario's Woods movie. But I
1: haven't played game. I haven't played some of the big classics that everyone always talks about, like Metal Gear Solid or, or things like that. Like I, I haven't, I don't have the same level of nostalgia. I mean, I played Twisted Metal as a kid, and I'm getting that like Peacock TV show. So,
0: <laughs> I saw the ad for that. Yeah, it was uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I think, or... but also yeah, the
1: wrestler Samoa Joe as the clown dude, but like super violent aggro. It was weird. I I don't I can't understand that. I don't understand the tone of that show but yeah.
0: Oh, what's that guy's name? I'm trying to find it in my head. It's like like the, sweet tooth. Right? Yeah. Sweet
1: tooth. Yeah. Yeah. The like yeah, mascot yeah, yeah. for the, 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 the ice cream truck guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I guess that that's totally fair game. The, so Zelda seems kind of like a, an inevitable thing at this point with how huge this was and that being their second tent pole in a way, you know, with like, uh, Oh, with like, I would with think. how big
1: super Mario is.
0: And yeah just with the success of that you could see uh nintendo wanting to pursue that see but I, this the, is where i get nervous because do you think illumination is that's the right thing this is where i get nervous
1: though? i'm like yeah i trust illumination in the world of mario because they don't make intricate characters or plot or in-depth anything they just make cool looking animations but i don't care sure. about their movies animations and other concepts but because it's mario they're like oh this is all nostalgia at eh? me Zelda requires a lot more than that, though. Like, it requires... To do it well, yeah. Like, yeah, to do it well. (laughs) And if you don't do it well, people will hate it. Like, they will hate it. So I feel like he... Like, Nintendo might not... They might have to make a live-action Zelda film, is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. The, The... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what the future holds for, for that specifically. It seems like it's the fastest selling game of the Switch Library or something, is the new one, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Like there's probably interest there. Uh really though, the same with our Westerns thing though. You should just go back and watch Legend starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh it's basically a Zelda movie. Like that's just they made it already. Yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott did it. Uh Ganon is Tim Curry basically, and just just you know, look at that. There's no Dungeons It's not in that great movie, though. I kind of think there are, <laughs> but oh no, there's not like puzzle solving. Yeah. There's I mean. just literally brick walls and chains. and whatever. <laughs> right. there, there's no, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. There's no dungeons. I, I, I feel like after watching, there's no moment where Tom Cruise solves a puzzle and then it goes, like it doesn't, it doesn't do that. But
1: yeah, you know, that's what I mean. Um, and they could remake it. Like you could get Ocarina of time. Like that's just the basis of a Zelda movie. And I think people would enjoy that or Majora's mask.
0: No, Majora's Mask is too esoteric and strange. Like, that's like your third movie or something (laughs) if you get to do those. Yeah. Um, This is getting a little stale. We need to do something weird. Uh, You can't come out of the gate with that one. That'll ruin it. Um, Duke Nukem we had written down here. Well, we had talked about it
1: before the show, but we also recognized that, like, A, two white dudes probably shouldn't make a Duke Nukem movie. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> that would no, be
0: you could be thoughtful white dudes <laughs> you like be the thoughtful white jump dudes. street guys but the, if the, the only pitch it, that know? we
1: came up with was like what if you put like a john cena dude nukem in the real world and then you play jokes at his expense but again yeah it's because, like
0: last action hero but, you're but because N64, the jokes would always be portal. like his
1: comments would always be objectifying women you and i being white dudes can't really get away with that type of.
0: Show. No, but they gets thrown back in his face, Ryan, yes. and shows how white and guys, terrible he is. I don't know. Well, he's white too. We're telling that. Tale I, know, I know about anyways. Tough Roddy Piper esque dudes. Yes, you're right. Like the terrible. They Live
1: also exists. So if you just want that, you just go back, right? So. You're, you're right. Black yeah, Be same right.
0: thing. No need for it. Just watch They Live. <laughs> yeah, you and homework. I watch Blackberry.
1: And we were told on screen that that he Roddy Piper was the inspiration for Duke. Inspiration,
0: Nico. and they certainly stole quips and stuff from him. So yeah, uh, the one I have written down here is an, it's an open world game. It's sort of the same thing we're talking about. Where there, I don't know if there's any net gains really for doing this, but it might be fun. Is just cause just do a oh, sure. big over-the-top stunt-filled nonsense action film? Can you imagine uh, watching
1: a live-action movie and seeing somebody fall to the ground, like falling to the ground, and then they grapple the ground and pull themselves into safety to the
0: ground, and then they're just fine, and the and the movie doesn't even blink; it doesn't even say anything about or it. Or like infinite a
1: guy it. who has an infinite supply of parachutes, just like constantly parachuting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's just constantly letting loose parachutes and continuing to in, travel in one all fall.
1: You can have a parachute, have it let release it, and then grab another parachute. Like I can't remember. Is it? Does it? Like maybe you can have like a parachute that retracts and then you can pull it back out again. But there's some good stuff. You said there's some a, like the stunt
0: parachute, the nightclub,
1: yeah. like the blimp nightclub. Like there's a lot of you're right. There's a lot of silly things you can do with that movie problem was that that friend I was
0: playing a decent chunk of 3 as well. I don't I don't know who the 21st century equivalent of Antonio Banderas in his prime is though cuz that's, well, that's the problem want.
1: that's that's what I mean. That was that was the problem I was going to get in with another movie that was like oh this was like in my mind this movie was locked and loaded to be the easiest live action film re- like thing you could do with it was the uncharted movie. But like this is the easiest easiest franchise to go from one he's thing basically
0: just linking from set action set piece to action set piece over and over and that like is to be fair life. those
1: games have great action set pieces you just have to copy them in a more interesting way but it was the problem was was like oh it's your ideal casting for this he's like in his late 50s you can't just like cast a dude in his late 50s to play a young nathan drake
0: who are we talking about like fillion yeah
1: i'm taking Fillion. Or- yeah
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Did you ever watch that Uncharted movie?
0: I have. N- I have not seen the Uncharted movie. It's not that like I'm like morally opposed to it or anything. I c- well, I don't like Mark Wahlberg very much. I know. And he didn't even grow a mustache for the movie. Well, so well, that's not true. I was actually pretty pretty. Oh, he has one In at some the point. After
1: credit sequence, he has a shadow of a mustache because it turns out. I don't think Mark Wahlberg can grow a mustache. Oh, in real okay.
0: life. Okay, I I would even I'd accept a fake mustache. But that's what it's I mean. They also
1: didn't Sully. give him the gall. But here's the thing. It's one of those aggro moments where Mark Wahlberg was set up to be Nathan Drake ten years ago,
0: with like Robert De Niro in the movie, or and something. and then the movie took too long to
1: make because it went through director after director David after director. Yeah, and now all of a sudden he aged out of the role, so they gave him Sully, but it made no sense because he's not a Sully.
0: Not really, no. So n- n- no. <laughs> but to be fair, anyway. I like Tom Holland. Yeah. He's
1: also not a Nathan Drake. So putting that out there. Okay. Um.
0: Uh Okay. The last, last one is more just like how they bungled Assassin's Creed. No, because <laughs> like I went and saw it. And that felt to me like this could totally be a movie. Like, there's no real good reason this wouldn't work. It's just so boring. <laughs> like, it's so bone-crushingly boring that they they kind of sabotage themselves. Like, they should have had just a breezy, light, weird, like, action sci-fi thing, and they, they failed on that mandate, and now that's, that's scorched earth. That can't happen. Uh, I'd almost prefer watching those things happen than playing those video games because I got totally over those after like three or four of them. I was like, I'm I, this is all the same. I don't want to do this anymore. But if you want to set a movie in some crazy medieval place and then have a sci fi layer over it, and then there's sword fights but also gun fights and whatever,
1: yeah, go ahead oh, and do that. Yeah, I, they, I'm they never interested in playing an Assassin's Creed. Yeah video game but if you said ryan like i'm gonna take i'm gonna make a movie about this i am like oh 100 percent same with resident evil like i've never wanted to play a resident evil game but i'll watch those movies yeah also did you hear about, sure did you hear this so my big uh, list no. is like i want them to try again or continue or something like that so like i would love a good doom movie because i think like there's potential there but again like you have to actually set it in hell and you have to like be just super gnarly carnage nonsense and really commit to it um (laughs) i so the thing i was hinting at they are making another new resident evil movie original like original film again like this is the third time Wait. in what two years that they're gonna be making another Resident Evil movie franchise?
0: Okay, so this this isn't built off of Raccoon City or that Netflix so show. So Raccoon was? City bombed. This is...
1: The Netflix show got canceled. This is them trying to make another new start to the Resident Evil stuff.
0: At some point, why not just let Paul W. Sanderson continue his dumbass? I thing totally thing? agree because Cause... at the
1: end of the day, like everyone's like these are garbage every so I should clarify. Every Resident Evil fans like, oh, these are garbage movies. But I'm like, and yet they made seven of them, and they were all pretty successful. But
0: that's the thing. I feel like those were still guilty pleasure movies for Resident Evil fans. Like they were laughing at them, but still going to see them. <laughs> oh, hundred. I think so they're always hoping really that matter. they would get a
1: Resident Evil movie eventually. But I heard a lot of griping about like, oh man, like they keep changing things and like this, and then they change that, and all these things. And I went and saw yeah, Raccoon I City say with that. you. And I sat there being like, this might be like faithful, but this is boring. Like I'm not having a good time right now.
0: Yeah. I guess too many scenes in that hinge on like, (laughs) a guy said that in the video game. (laughs) It's just like, okay yeah that's there's not, multiple that's times it's not good writing
1: there's multiple times you did something or laughed or giggled and i turned to be like what and you're like oh uh, if you understood the video game that would be funny i'm like oh so it can't just be funny on its own like it has to be like no, I have to play.
0: no it has to be a bit <laughs> it's all easter eggs and they're not even good uh i'm still waiting on that yeah.
1: sequel to street fighter sequel i want jean-claude van damme back
0: oh okay sure why Steve not? DeSosa. He can probably still do a roundhouse kick if he wanted, uh,
1: right? Honestly. Okay, I was actually thinking about this. This is actually appropriate. Because I the the Mortal Kombat song came up on my playlist, but not the original. I have it on it also on the playlist, but I put the new one on, like the new techno syndrome update for the new movie. Oh, okay. Have you yeah. seen the 2022 film?
0: No, I, I haven't seen the Scorpion's grandson or whatever's going on. Uh, yes, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. Um, uh, why not? It's I'm I'm not I'm not precious about that lore or anything. I just haven't had the mood strike.
1: Okay, I'm not precious that, about the lore. So. I just like those first two movies for the stupidness that they are. And then someone was like, "Okay, hey, what if we made a new one, but we made it like rated R?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that, please." And that's what this is. Okay, so. Yeah. It's not a good movie. I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is great. But it's like, oh, this is the first time they understood the assignment and they have had fun since the first one. But then they said, let's make Fatalities like a real thing. So.
0: How did it do? Because it was like super in the pandemic time, right? It's so got a sequel. Was it a success? It's getting okay. It's, it's okay. getting a
1: sequel. So they have Carl Urban as the rumored is going to be Johnny Cage.
0: I, I heard that and I, I I don't know. I'm not sure who you get to play that the kind Miz. of smarmy asshole. The Miz. Okay. This is exactly what Jeff Gersman said too. I'm assuming this is a wrestler. This is a wrestler. Or who is that?
1: And he is like his entire character in wrestling is essentially Johnny Cage, like a smug. He thinks he's better than he actually is. Hollywood wannabe person.
0: And it's like, I, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't cast that then unless there's tons of acting in the movie. I don't think so. I just think they be. wanted
1: like a bit of sor- <laughs> more sour power than The Miz. So Carl Urban was like because of boys and things like that. He was he's like the right price, but for the right audience to get like, oh, look, if
0: these. Oh, I know who that is. Well, it's more yeah. like
1: we're going for this boys demographic of like ultra violent satire stuff. We're gonna plunk that into this universe. Carl Urban cross pollinates pretty, pretty well in that. So,
0: okay. We're the Miz. Well, speaking about the Miz, uh, he he's probably a star of a movie, right? He's yeah, he's he's the anyway? star
1: of the Marine sequels.
0: Oh, good. Ah, uh, <laughs> let me see. Are those something? We're gonna no think no, about. no no no
1: no. We're we're sticking to okay. We ha- we haven't even announced it yet, so we can't talk about it. Yet.
0: I know this is this is transitioning into our uh, oh yeah, next yeah, yeah batch announcement. Yeah okay
1: yeah so uh, yeah no I did that on purpose. Mortal Kombat two hopefully starring
0: the Miz. Yeah, we'll slot it in if it comes out really quickly, rapid turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um. So yeah, wrestling, uh wrestling. Uh, we live in Calgary, actually, which is is a famous ras- wrestling town. I'm uh, going to read about the history of that. Stampede wrestling was a major. Stampede concern. wrestling, yeah, the Hart family. Uh, Stu Hart and his his extended family are royalty in that realm, uh, and. That has very little to do with WWE films, I would imagine. Although maybe some of them are in something. Uh, I don't think any of them are in it. But like the
1: heart family, you have massively to do with WWE. So and its
0: success, in its sure. success. But yeah. then, yeah, this this is your wheelhouse, so I should really pass the goblet over to you. Yeah, well, to, the to next batch this process. I came up yeah. with
1: the I came up with the idea of wanting to watch. Okay, at the end of the day. I wanted to watch Ready to Rumble on this on this podcast. And so I came up with a thing called Wrestlers Who Act. And then it was going to be like movies starring John Cena and The Rock and things like that. Just to kind of like, so I could watch Ready to Rumble. And then Nathan and I chatting and we were like, what about all these movies? And Nathan kept saying all these movies. And I was like, okay, I found a new link. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be watching... Uh, Eight movies this next match. Uh, We're going to be watching the first time that Vince McMahon and the WWE ventured into the world of cinema. uh, Yeah. In the late 80s. And then we're going to follow it up with the first seven theatrical films of the WWE studios. Franchise films, whatever they call it. So some high quality stuff coming this way.
0: Some high quality stuff is on the way. I think a lot of these neither of us have seen, so we're gonna have a lot of surprises in store. Um, I don't know, I that actually I, think I've, I've only, seen, seen, I've one only of not seen two, so oh, I thought there was like six or something that you hadn't seen. Um, n- no, I think I've only, but okay, yeah, I've only not seen two. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't seen seven of these, so <laughs> I'm in, for which is
1: crazy because really. one of these I s- thought you had for sure seen cuz it's the mummy it's in the no. mummy
0: franchise and you're just like no it's I it, it. yeah i missed it it actually is a director i like so i'm excited about it Yeah, but we'll we'll see how that goes we're not starving with that one no. though no. uh we're going way back to 1989 uh No Holds Barred starring Hulk Hogan not to be confused with Hollywood Hulk Hogan who's a different person <laughs> from later in time uh <laughs> it's a different promotion it's, a different promotion, right? it's a different promotion i'm learning all these version things. of hulk hogan so. it's still terry bolea but it's <laughs> a totally terry different Balea. character <laughs>
1: anyway it also stars tiny uh, Leslie so, yeah. so i'm pretty pumped about that
0: oh great yeah. uh we've seen him before in this batch right yeah in armed, in, and uh, armed and Dangerous. armed and dangerous that's right uh so yeah no holds bards, uh starring hulk hogan that is next week's film um, so yeah, and uh, I guess before we get to that, here's the messages and things. If you'd like to send us a question, we're uh also on Hive Coast and Instagram, OKVO Podcast. There's also a shared email address, OKVO Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, next week, no holds barred. Until then, I'm Nathan and I'm Ryan. Bye bye for now.